Sunday after Thanksgiving is a lot of times a very low attended Sunday. And it's just, let me tell you, man, when you eat as much turkey and ham and dressing as I did over the past few days, it's hard to get up out of bed. And uh, somebody said, oh me, oh my. Some of y'all finna go eat some more leftovers today for lunch. So it's tough to get up out of bed. So I'm so thankful you are here. If you are new with us here this morning, thank you for being here. Thank you for spending part of your weekend, um, your long weekend, hopefully, with, with uh, your church family this morning. Uh, if you want to turn to Deuteronomy 15 real quick, um, we're going we're gonna to jump into that in, here in just a minute. But uh, I, I talked to Pastor Daphne, and we were talking about what are we going to do for our um, Christmas program this year. And I just said, man, you, you, you know what I want to do? I just want to do a Christmas choir. And let's just worship together. And, you know, we used to have a big choir. We used to have the robes. And uh, we were digging through some stuff. And I found this robe. And, uh, we, you know, we had talked about, you know, maybe bringing choir robes back and stuff. And we decided not to do that. But, but I found this robe. And, y'all, it was purple. And it had beads. It had, like, these gems on it. And I said, that one's mine. And uh, somebody threw it away. So I don't know who that was, but y'all missed God on that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but we're excited to do that. If Hey, jump in. Listen, one thing, one thing that I like about choirs is there are a lot of really talented choirs out there. I've never been in a super talented choir because if I showed up, then the talent level went down. But the, the thing I like about choirs is it's fun. And like there's usually there's so many people singing that you can kind of get lost. And so if somebody in there and they sound like a pinto bean, then it's okay because there's so many good people that sound great. And so we just want to have fun. We just want to worship together. I believe in having fun during worship. Come on, am I the only one? I believe in having fun during worship. Not just, we like to say, hey, let's have fun at church. But I believe it's fun to worship God together with your family. Sometimes when we're worshiping together, I'll look around and I'll see somebody just being blessed by the Holy Spirit and I just start laughing. And I just, because I enjoy that. I enjoy seeing the Holy Spirit work on or, or bless my family and my friends. So speaking of blessings, today we're going to begin a series called The Blessed Life. Turn to your favorite neighbor and say, stay blessed. Now turn to your second favorite neighbor and apologize. No. <laughs> Listen. The blessed life is the space we get in when, when we can see and sense God's presence and power in our lives. If you're taking notes with me, I want you to write that down because that's good. The blessed life is the space we get in when, when we can see God, see and sense God's presence and power in our lives. Thank you, First Lady, for backing me up. I always ask her to stay because she helps me. She helps me sound good. Um, listen, I want to, uh, everything was, let, let me just take, let me just slow down before we, before we go any further. Everything was a little rushed this morning. I had the sense of being rushed. We got started a little bit late. We had a little bit of a situation. Um, don't worry, nothing, nothing bad happened. It's okay. Uh, don't, don't be back there freaking out or anything. But I just want to take a minute. Before we move any further, let's, this is one of my favorite series that I preach. I usually preach this series once a year. And it, this series and this teaching literally changed my family's life. And I believe it changed our trajectory um, eternally, okay? And so I just want to take a minute before we go any further and just, just relax. Can we do that? Let's just relax. 
God, thank you for this family. Thank you for this group of people. I'm so, uh, God, I'm so in awe that you would choose me, so unqualified as I am, to lead this group. God, to speak words that are so small, God, but carry heavy meaning. God, I just am, am so thankful and, and so in awe of you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, be in this place. Amen. All right, so. <clears throat> the blessed life. I want you to stay blessed. I want you to stay blessed. Now, the blessed life is not the problem-free life. Jesus said that we will face troubles. But wouldn't you rather face trouble with the blessings of God than without the blessings of God? Let me ask that question again. Jesus said you're going to face trouble. Hey, sister, it's so good to see you. I'm going to talk to you this time. You usually talk to me when I'm preaching. I'm going to talk to you now. <laughs> Listen, um, would you rather face trouble walking in the blessings of God than without? You, you see people in your life that are facing all kinds of issues, and you can tell the people that are walking with Jesus when they face those issues when you look at them versus the people that are not. You can tell the difference. Um, the Greek word for blessed is makarios, which means happy or happier, okay? Who wants to be happy? Who wants to be happy in their life? I do. I walk around, and I try to, I try to get everyone around me laughing, and I, sometimes I tell some jokes that are absolute fire, and I will look at, I will turn around and look at my wife at, for approval, and I'll be like, do you hear that joke? And she'll be like, and I'll be like, don't, don't deny me. So I want everybody around me to be happy. I want everybody around me to be comfortable. That's one reason that, uh, especially on Sunday nights, we have a little bit more of a laid-back service because I don't want people be, bringing, uh, uh, coming into this place with weight on their shoulders, like, man, I got to stand up just the right way. I got to get my tie just straight. No, you come to community church to worship with your family. It doesn't matter uh, what you're wearing. Just come on. And so Acts 20 35 says, in all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Luke 6, 37 says, judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, I want to stop really quickly because, yes, this series is about, I'm going to say that word, y'all. Everybody, you ready? You ready, Roy? Tithing. Nobody left. All right, cool. Listen, this series is teaching on generosity is a better word, okay? Listen, we're going to talk about tithing. We're going to talk about giving. We're going to talk about generosity. And I don't want you for one second to make the mistake of thinking that your pastor is preaching a prosperity gospel message because that is unbiblical and that is absolutely not what I'm doing. Listen, Jesus did not say you're going to be blessed with fat stacks, okay? Okay? Jesus did not say that you're going to be blessed 
with a Tesla, okay? Although if you have a Tesla, I want to ride in it just once, okay? <laughs> just, you know, it would help me spiritually. Listen, Jesus did not say, blessed are those who bought Dogecoin, okay, and their money went way up. Jesus did not say, blessed are those that have the nicest things. Listen, when he said this word, he said content. Happier are those that, um, you can read that in the Beatitudes. Listen, he said happier are those. He didn't mean you get lots of money, okay? And so I don't want you to ever think during this, during this series that I'm telling you that you give to get. Although I will tell you that when you make sure that God is the Lord over everything in your life, especially your treasure, change happens in your household. And I can testify that, and I will testify to that fact. And I've got, you know, we might have some other people get up here and testify to that. So listen, uh, the key to living the blessed life is getting close to the character of God. Okay, number one, God is a giver. For God so loved the world that he what? gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We all know that verse. We've all said it. We all memorized it at Kids Crusade one time. Uh, <clears throat> so God's a giver. God is a giver. God gave life to the universe. That's what God does. Now, we know that God gives and God does take away, but God gives. God is life-giving. That's why when, when we speak, it's so important for us to speak life because we want to mirror the speech of God. We want to mirror the, the characters of God. And so if we speak death over situations, if we speak death into people's lives, that's not God, man. God is life-giving. Matthew 6, 21 says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let me read that again because now we're going to get into some meat here. We're going to get into some heavy stuff. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Guys, I don't know if you're this way, but I am. When we go to the grocery store, a lot of times, I, I don't mind grocery shopping with my wife. I, I try to help. Um, maybe sometimes I'm more of a hindrance than a help. Because I'm like, do we really need that, Britt? Do we really need that? And she's like, it's toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> you know? And so... You know, I just worry, you know, and, and what I do is we get this big buggy full of stuff. We go up to the front and we get ready to start scanning it and I just look away. I'm terrified. I'm so scared. Come on, Jared. I hear you. I feel you, brother. I'm terrified. I don't want to look at that screen. And then that, the, the lady or the guy that's checking us out, they'll say, you're totally this. And I'll like dive. I'm like, no, don't say it. Don't speak that into existence. And so you know, I try, to, I try to get away from it. Sometimes I'll just be like, here's, here's, the, here's the card. I'm going to go wait in the car and cry. Listen, but it hurts. Listen, do you know that when you spend money, this is crazy, when you spend cash, it doesn't really work with a credit card, but when you spend cash money, come on, crispy Andrew Jackson $20 bill, when you spend that, it activates the pain receptors in your brain. It literally hurts to spend money. Everybody's dad in the room said, amen. amen. I didn't know that that was a thing until I became somebody's dad. And then all of a sudden, it's like, shut the door. We're not air conditioning the whole neighborhood. Y'all, leaving lights on, it makes me have to repent. Can I be real with my church family? 
Somebody left the refrigerator open one time at our house. Let me tell you something about the refrigerator. That's very near to like the holy place. And if you leave that thing open, oh man. All right, I'm going to have to go to the altar. Okay, so look. Thanks, Roy. All right, hey, listen. This is what I want. This is what I want for this, this series. I want, I want it to be uh, okay. I want it to be a fun thing that we go through together because I promise you, you dive into this teaching and God's got blessings for you. So number one, um, where our treasure is, there our heart is also. So we, we've got to deal with our heart. Giving, generosity, it's all about your heart. It's all about your heart. Where is your heart? Because if you're saying, no, i got to hold all these things tight, that, then you're worshiping those things. And you're not being generous, okay? So number one, and let me tell you this before we go any further, because I don't want there to be any talk. We give. We teach tithing at this church. Obviously, we're doing a series. Uh, we believe in generosity. But we're not doing a campaign. We're not saying, hey, we need your money. Uh, there's a pastor that I heard, and I want I to use this quote. Don't, don't get on to me about it. But he said uh, he, was, he was doing a campaign for raising some money. He said, we've got all the church we need. We've got all the money we need in this church. It's just in your pockets still. And so we're not doing that today. We're not doing a campaign. Um, I want my family. And when I say my family, I'm talking about everybody in this room. I want you to be living your blessed life. Come on. We like to say, oh, he's living his best life. You see a dude that weighs uh, 367 pounds laying on the beach in, in just his swimming trunks. And you say, man, that dude is living his best life. Listen, I, I want you to live your best life. I really do. But above that, I want you to live your blessed life, okay? And so I know from my own experience that this, this broke the mold for me. So, so the first thing. Deal with a greedy heart. Deal with a greedy heart. Uh, if you're keeping notes, write that down. Deuteronomy 15, uh, 15, 7 says, if there, if there is a poor man among your brothers in any of the towns of the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your poor brother. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend him whatever he needs. Okay. Deal with a greedy heart. Parents, did you have to teach your kids? Did you have to teach your kids the word mine? Did any of you get down like in the nursery and say, hey, hey, these toys are all yours, and if anyone tries to use them, I want you to scream at them. I want you to scream at them like you have a problem. No, you didn't teach them that. But anytime, y'all, my kids do this, they fight. Y'all, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I love my kids, but they fight. And one kid has something, and it can be the brokenest, messed up toy. It could not even go to anything. And another kid tries to take it, Mine! You can hear them back there sometimes. You hear them, mine. Y'all, my kids fought over a dead bird the other day. <laughs> a corpse. In the middle of the road. We were out, we got a lot of pine trees, and pine trees make a big mess. And so we were out there cleaning that up, and here's a dead big mockingbird 
And my son goes, can I touch that, Daddy? And I, you know, I want him to live. I want him to live a good life and you know experience things. And so I was like, yeah, you can, but just pick it up by the foot. And we're gonna go throw it in the neighbor's bush. And well, y'all don't do that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Listen. And so he picked it. Well, here comes sister. I want to hold it. It's a dead bird. So mine. Greedy. You want to hold on to things. Listen. Greed is a terrible motivator. Greed is a terrible motivator. We got to deal with this, this, this inherent greed where we want to hold on to things. Listen, if you trust God, you can let go of that stuff. And that's what a lot of this is about. A lot of this blessed life stuff is about trusting God, about trusting God. Listen, God said, give. I'm giving you this land. Don't harden your heart. Don't shut your hand against someone. One thing that we, we, tr we really try to do, we really try hard to do in this church is be very generous with what we do. And thank you for everyone who gave towards the, the Thanksgiving outreach we did. Thank you to everyone that participated. And especially thank you to the teenagers that were in the van with me delivering. Because, y'all, we was out there, like, delivering to the wrong houses. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, we got, we, we pull up, and, uh, yeah, they're laughing. We pull up to this house, and I fully believe we're at the right house. And I just went up to the door, and I was like, hello, community church. And this guy walks out, and he's like, huh? And we were, you know, here's a box of stuff. And we just like, get out of there. Like, you know, be blessed. So listen, thank you for that. You know, we want to do things like that. We want to constantly and consistently be giving to our community, be giving into people's lives and situations, because that's what Jesus tells us to do. That's what God teaches us. So, uh, we want to be open-hearted. We want to uh, give uh, because God has given us. So greed, I got a little bit ahead of myself. Greed is a terrible motivator. And so we don't want to tell you, hey, you do this stuff and you'll, and you'll, you'll get more stuff. We're not ever going to tell you that. We're never going to tell you that. You could increase your giving tenfold and still have an issue in your life. But you won't have an issue in your spirit, hopefully. So we got to be careful with greed. So we want to deal with a greedy heart. The lowest spot on earth is the Dead Sea. And you've heard this taught about. You've heard this preached about the Dead Sea. Um, there, there is no outflow. And so everything's stagnant. There's a lot of things in your life that you don't want to just keep flowing into, your, into itself. If you've ever had a toilet that flowed into itself, you had a bad day. You never want that to happen. You never want to flush and it comes up. That is bad news. And so... Listen, so we want to flow outward. We want to just, we don't want to just pull everything in, pull everything in and hold it tight. We want to flow outward, okay? That's what Jesus teaches, and Jesus teaches that by example. The second thing is deal with a grieving heart. Have you ever had buyer's remorse? You bought something and you say, why did I do that? Oh, that was stupid. Uh, probably every guy in here has done that. You bought something, you bought a toy, and you were like, this is going to be awesome, yeah. And then you get it, and you're like, I don't know how to use this. And uh, you have buyer's remorse. We don't want to have giver's remorse. We don't want to give and then be like, oh, I got to give, or I gave. Don't do that. That's a, that's a heart issue that you need to deal with. Uh, Deuteronomy 15, 
verse 10 says, uh, give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. So here it is. Talking about a blessed life. Talking about a blessed life. It says it right there that God wants to bless you. Now, does that say that God is going to give you lots of money? No. No. He's just going to bless you in your life. Bless you in the things you put your hand to. And I think a lot of us, we go into, <clears throat> maybe you go into work, or you go into situations, and you say, God, just bless me in this situation. Just be here with me. And I'm not saying that God doesn't hear your prayers, but I want to make sure that I'm walking with him. I want to make sure that I'm walking in blessing. And so... One thing that I'm going to be very disciplined with is my generosity. Psalm 24 and 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Here's the thing. If we have the attitude that it's not ours to begin with, it won't hurt to give it. If we have the attitude, hey, God blessed me with this and now I want to bless you. God blessed me with this, and I want to bless you. And I'm not just talking about money. <clears throat> God blessed me with health so I can get out here and help you with things. God blessed me with equipment so I can help you. Maybe somebody's stuff breaks down, and I've got the right stuff to go help fix their stuff. God blessed me with this, so I'm going to give of it and help you. That's what this is talking about. We never want to just... We never want to pull out all, all this generosity teaching. We don't want to tear it down and put it all in one big pile and write money next to it because God doesn't teach that generosity is only money. God doesn't teach us that. Generosity is a heart thing, and it's a lifestyle. So, number one, we want to deal with a greedy heart. Number two, we want to deal with a grieving heart. And there's two disciplines that I want us to think about. Two things that I want you to work, to, to work on developing in your life, in your heart. Number one is a generous heart. Deuteronomy 15, 14 says, You shall furnish him liberally out of your flock and out of your threshing floor and out of your wine press. As the Lord your God has blessed you, you shall give to him. Develop a generous giving heart. I remember when this clicked for me. I was a terrible tipper. I'm sorry, anybody that works in the restaurant industry. I apologize. But I was a terrible tipper <coughs> because <laughs> Brittany and I were, were not, we weren't doing great. And so we would go out to eat, and I'd be like, well, I've got $2, and I would tip. I'm sorry, Alyssa. I saw you turn. I saw you turn and laugh. <laughs> so look, we would just, we're terrible tippers. And I remember God just kind of spoke to me one day. We're sitting in a restaurant, and I was getting ready to give a tip, and it was not going to be a good tip. And I remember, I remember him speaking clearly to me, like, are you, are you being generous? Like, you're going to come in here and eat, and this person is going to serve you to the best of their ability, and then you're just going to, like, run and hope they don't look at you, you know, like, hey, I left you $4, sorry, and try to get out of there before they notice. And he just clicked with me, like, get generous, man. Be generous. I'm gen God, you know, God speaks, I'm generous to you. I give to you. Why are you pulling all that stuff in and hoarding it 
if I'm generous to you and you say that you follow me and you trust me and you love me, then why are you not generous to them? Y'all, that hit me like a ton of bricks because I remember I would go to places and they would ask for offerings or love offerings or giving and and I would kind of worry about it because I was stuck on, I don't have a lot, so I'm going to really protect it and really be careful with it. But listen, if, if you can give out of a little, then what stops God from blessing you? If you say, God, I trust you, I trust you. I only have a little bit, but I'm going to trust you with this little bit. That is so meaningful, and that is so big. That's a big deal. So develop a generous heart. Furnish him liberally out of your flock, out of your threshing floor, and out of your wine press. As the Lord your God has blessed you, you shall give to him. My daughter, um, we were teaching her about tithing. And so we were also teaching her about tax, and that was hard. And so we gave her a commission, and so she, we, don't, we don't do allowance. We do commission. So it's like, hey, you did this, 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 and this. And then at the end of the week, you get your commission. And so we don't do this every week, but we, we made her pay her bills, right? And so we're like, all right, well, here's your, you know, and we're talking about like pennies we're taking out. She got like $5. We're taking like pennies out. This is your, you know, whatever. whatever. But the first thing we did was we took out her tithe. And we explained why. You know, like, she's like, why don't we do this? Why don't, we give, why don't we give away our money? Why don't we give this tithe? We said, because Piper... Because God has given to us. Because God has given to us. And I remember the places that I've been. I remember the messed up places that I've, that I've gone through, the seasons in my life that God brought me through. And so I want to be generous with my giving because I serve a generous God. The second thing that we want to develop in our heart because we want to develop a grateful heart. Deuteronomy 15, 15 says, You shall remember, here we go, that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this today. We serve a generous God, family. We serve a giving God. And we, you know, we sing these songs about him fighting battles and and I love that stuff. And I just, you know, I get, in, I get into this worship. And I love to sing this out. I love to sing these words out. God, you, you, you fight for us and all those things. But all that's generous. All that's generosity from God. God's giving you victories. He's going in and fighting for you, fighting alongside you. And so I want to be grateful. I want to be a thankful person. You know, we just did something called Thanksgiving, right? And... I don't know if, if any of you, you get around your family table and everyone says what they're thankful for and then somebody always tries to crack a joke or like, I'm thankful for this turkey, you know. But I want us to walk in, in thankfulness, walk in gratefulness every day of our lives. Because you know what? Maybe God has brought you to a great place in your life and you're, you're blessed. You got a great job. You got a great family. But where has he brought you spiritually from? Where's your, where, where's your heart, you know? You get ate up, messed up with things. And I want to think about that. Where has he brought me? Because I used to be all kinds of jacked up. But a good God was generous enough to redeem me.
So that's why we give. So it's a heart issue. And listen, when I get up here to speak on this and teach on this, I'm not accusing anyone in this room of not giving because I believe everyone here gives. But I want us to stay taught up on these things because we've got to teach the next generation, hey, this is why we do this. I want my kids to follow Jesus their whole life. I don't want them to hit 18 or 20 or 16 and say, man, this Jesus thing isn't for me. I want them to be madly in love with him. And I want them to pursue him with everything they've got. And so I've got to teach them now. So listen, parents, grandparents, teach the little ones. Teach your little ones about this, about a generous God and about how to get in his, get in his presence so they can live that blessed life. Amen. Would you stand with me? I want to close today with prayer. And I just want to invite the Holy Spirit right now to speak to our hearts, speak to our minds. And God, I just pray uh, right now in this very moment, God, if, there, if, if, if we have a heart issue, God, if we have a heart issue, <clears throat> I just pray that you point that out to us right now in this very moment. God, we're open to you. We're open to your voice. We're listening. I pray that you point those issues out. That you let us know, hey, we could do better in certain areas. That you let us know where we could tighten up spiritually. God, just speak that right now in this very moment. God, we accept that word. We accept what you're saying to us. We accept that. And I just pray right now for each and every one of my family, God, and for myself, <clears throat> that we have the strength to change things about ourselves, God, to, to get closer to the character of your heart. God, that we have the, the ability to listen to you, God, the faith to listen to you and to know what you're saying is real and is true. God, we love you, and we're going to pursue you with everything we've got. God, because we want to live a life that's blessed by your presence. We love you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. and take this.